Welcome to the Make Me a Marketer Show with your host, Landon Pobrin. Today we have a very special guest, Dylan Schmidt, host of the Digital Podcaster Podcast, and we dive into all things podcasting, growing your podcast, the importance of being authentic and making it your own. Dylan is really trying to take a lead in providing cutting-edge training tools, resources, and coaching to help people confidently share their message, and that's exactly what we talked about today. If you like today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. Always appreciate it, but let's dig in. Dylan, super, super excited to have you on the show. This is a segue, a beautiful segue into my 2023 of just having really awesome conversations, trying to help create creators, uh, coaches, course creators, amplify their audience, build their attention, build their brands, and really excited to have you on today and just talk about how people can use podcasting and how they can use it and actually start to grow it. It's one thing to start. It's another thing to grow. So super excited to, to have you on the show today. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. And, uh, you know, I was just same, just thinking, I was like, man, we could talk for hours, um, or days, I said, actually, but uh, I'm super glad to be here. And you know what, I, I wasn't coming on with any like preconceived ideas, but I did have this kind of flash of an idea of, especially when it comes to growing podcasts and just content in general, 2023 in particular, seems like we're off to an interesting start with content and especially text content. It's never been easier to create words mm-hmm. out of thin air using a couple of keystrokes, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, thanks to AI and tools like that. We don't uh, watch this be outdated in two months, but no, we don't have the ability to, you know, quite do that with uh, human voice. And I don't think that's coming anytime soon for uh, vo- voice replacements, you know, like the human um, connection and just like tonal inflections, all these little things. Um, so I'm still so excited uh, for podcasts and the future of podcasts because it's still, it's, if anything, it's going to be more of a, uh, more of a way that we can use to connect with our audience, to grow an audience, to connect with listeners, because there's a level of trust there that Mm -hmm. text kind of feels at least right now, as we're talking feels like, did they write this, you know? Um, And you can't really fake a conversation uh, especially over a period of time, like maybe like a 30 second video, you can kind of hide behind a script or a YouTube thing, but podcasts are so natural. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that we're going to see a rise in the tool just from a an adoption and excitement, uh, an exploration phase. And then we're obviously going to have, you know, the the contrast on the other side of everybody with the backlash of hating on it. We're going to have the two ends of the spectrum, but I definitely think everything with time is just going to kind of fall back to back into the middle where it's going to be something that is a part of the toolbox. Because just like you said, there's nothing that's ever going to beat human connection. And especially when you understand sales and marketing and influence and psychology, humans are wired for connection. And it is always going to be one of those driving factors. And so these tools are just going to be a way to layer on, I think. I'm curious to see how it all unfolds with, you know, maybe you're using yourself as like a deep fake to create a podcast without actually having to record it. Who knows where it's all going to go, but super cool technology. But I agree. There's, there's also something just to be said of 
just having these conversations as well for like me as a host, it is connection. It fills me up. It's fun to have these conversations and it's fulfilling from that point of view. I get fulfillment from playing with chat GPT, but you still don't get human connection out of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like fascinating. Like I'm all in on, on AI and that stuff, but I so agree. Like you said, uh, marketing and connection uh, and building relationships and things like that is it's just, it's like the barrier for entry to copywriting has gotten a little bit lower, not a bad thing. Kind of like when Canva came out uh, and became more popular and more, a little bit more robust, you know, graphic design, the barrier to entry became lower, which was a good thing, you know, ultimately, uh, well, I guess if you're a graphic designer, you might not maybe think that, but um, I guess me, I like Canva. I'm not a graphic designer. The barrier to entry kind of made it nicer. So it was more accessible. And I think just that accessibility with podcasts, I find it interesting because a lot of people start it. They don't keep it going. A lot of people, you know, struggle or, you know, I get so much, my brain kind of goes in a few different places because I get a lot of feedback and data from talking with different people about the different reasons. Um, and I really love exploring like the mindset behind it, like talking, like who wants to hear someone talk for a long time? Uh, Cause that's something I hear people say, I've thought that myself, like who would want to just hear me talk? Um, solo podcasters, people doing it for business, people doing it to market a product, all these different, some people just recording a podcast to then use that content elsewhere. I find it fascinating, all the different use cases. Um, and, and because we already I mentioned AI too, uh, it's cool to be able to implement stuff like say ChatGPT or any AI tool into podcasts, but it's, I really like it because it also just, there's that room for the human element that mm -hmm. you can't quite like regenerate the response <laughs> as yes. you're typing it through the server is not too busy um, unless you're overwhelmed and can't talk. <laughs> well, with, uh, with the risk of turning this into just a complete podcast on chat GPT yeah. and AI, which I'm <laughs> sure we could do. Um, I would love to, to just kind of start with background. I love to just kind of highlight where, where you got started. Why did you even get into podcasting in the first place? just kind of give a little bit of background and context to the listeners as we jump into this conversation. Yeah. So I went to school. I graduated high school in 2007, which was only a couple of years ago in my mind, but <laughs> I graduated. How old are you, by the way? Uh, 34. I forget. Sometimes I have to get reminded by my wife. She's like, you're not 33 anymore. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, 34. No joke. The last two days I've been like, am I 33 or 34? Let's see. So yeah, so maybe you graduated 06. Yeah, it was <laughs> sometime. Pretty sure it was 07, but it was 07. Right oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's right around the same. So we're right around the same age. Um, right after I actually didn't pay much attention in high school because I was like, I'm gonna work in a recording studio. I'm you know, just a little too confident um what I'm gonna do with my life. But I knew I wanted to work in audio because music had like hit me at a deep part of my soul. So right after um, high school, went to school for audio engineering, um, didn't really like that, ended up learning. Uh, I got, uh, took on an apprenticeship, had a mentor who uh, I worked at a recording studio and he basically taught me everything. Then I worked at a couple other recording studios. This was around like 2010, 2011. 
And in 2012, I was like, I had a coach, like a life coach. This was when coaching was not quite as everywhere it was, as it was now. And so I was like, this is actually pretty cool. It was really inspiring. I ended up becoming a coach myself. And then I had to get into marketing. Like I had to learn how to do marketing to get clients. And so I started doing email marketing and doing like an early version of a podcast, but podcast was in 2012 around that time was definitely not at all what it was like today. And I didn't, wouldn't have called what I was doing a podcast. I was just doing some audio engineering work, some coaching and some marketing. And then fast forward to 2016, I wasn't doing as much coaching anymore. I was just doing more marketing consultant work. And I had a client that was like, don't you do audio? It's like, yeah. It's like, and you do the marketing. And it's like, how hard would it be to do a podcast? And I'm like, I can figure it out. Like, it's got to be easier than doing a whole band. It's got to be. And it was, um, especially all the relationships of band members and all of the tracks and like writing music is so different. And I found it just so enjoyable. So that was 2016. And then I've been doing it behind the scenes for clients for since then. And then in 2021, time years start flying by 2021, I was like, you know what, why don't I make content about this? Because I hadn't made content uh, myself, I hadn't, you know, made my own podcast, hadn't done anything like that. I had wanted to, but I didn't know what it would be about. Um, since I had kind of ended that coaching business years ago and then it hit me like podcast. Why don't I talk about podcasts? I didn't see any podcast coaches out there. turns out there are, they are out there. I just didn't look very hard <laughs> and, uh, which was a good thing. Cause I probably would have been like, ah, oh, that's already been done. So I just kind of like naively ran into the space and the feedback was amazing right away. And so I started, you know, making um, educational content around podcasts, taking what I know. And I was kind of bothered at first too, because working behind the scenes with clients, I had a lot of data and I kind of knew what was working and what wasn't working and like the latest trends and all these things. And I would see people talk about podcasting and I'm like, I don't agree with that. And I don't know if they were, they were more like on the production side of things. I'm like, that's not accurate. This is not accurate. And it's, I'm not the type of person that's just going to like argue or like call someone out in the comments. It's just not like my style. So my kind of way of dealing with that was like, I'm going to look at stuff like that, but then make my content speak to uh, the truth. Like I'm basically going to do the, the, the reality of like what I'm seeing. Um, and that was really helpful. And it started uh, getting some more attention and clients. And then I created podcast Academy and I just, I work really fast. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then also have like this content marketing background. So then I would also make clips. I created this service called content clips and, um, you know, I'm like, my brain is, is since June, 2021, when I started digital podcaster, which is my company name and my, um, persona, I guess, uh, is it's just moved like effortlessly and it just things flow like i just launched a thing called podcast newsletter which is like templates on how to create and build it basically like email marketing for podcasts mm -hmm. i created a new tool this week just called content secrets which is literally um like a way on like how you can like never run out of things to talk about taking pillar contents and then how and then this is like so deep you asked me about how i got started but it's just so excited uh, like when you get interviewed on podcasts, like it's almost like a, 
I ask you interview questions that then informs your content, like in the right way around what you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. So I just been like developing these cool tools and methods of podcasting and it's been really exciting. And that's the longest version. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I love it. I, I didn't know about your, your audio background and kind of how you started with that desire from wanting to get into audio from such a young age. And it's actually very interesting. Like I chose the high school I went to based on wanting to be in like the computer realm. And like I was building websites for like my instructors when I was in, in high school. And then like I ran my own practicum as working for myself when I was in college. So I have a very similar background of kind of having that direction very early on. So it's really cool to see that in, in you as well. What kind and then of also just the, the, being behind the scenes for so many years, I can attest to, because it's just like the same thing with myself behind the scenes, behind the scenes, behind the scenes. And it's like, no, like it's time to time to step forward, time to allow the spotlight to shine on me and start to try and share my gift with other people. Did you have anybody tell you like, Landon, like, why don't you do what you do for other people? In terms of in what sense exactly? I guess for, for myself, at least I had a lot of people tell me like they would see what I'm doing and they're just like, why don't you do for yourself what you're doing for other people? They'd see me like drive results for people. And I'm just like talking about all these cool things I'm doing for someone. And then I'm like, I had scrubbed my information. Like I also like some cybersecurity stuff. I'd scrub my information from the internet purposefully, you know? And then when that flipped, I was like, I don't know. I'm trying to like build everything like this human that lived off the grid. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, just like, did you, I guess, did you not put yourself out there before? No, it was not in the sense of, of teaching and educating. I've just always been like a service provider behind the scenes. So, and it's very interesting that you say it's most people as I was getting started were just very supportive, but still had no idea what I was actually doing. It's just like, oh, computer is cool. And nobody actually knows what goes on behind a computer. And that was kind of like the general overview of most of my life. And I still, I would say most people in my life don't quite understand what I do. I'm just like, I'm in marketing or I'm a consultant. And it's like a difficult conversation to try and like talk about driving ads or, you know, growing a coaching business because the generation above me, they have no idea what coaching is because that didn't exist as a profession back then. So it's yeah, yeah very interesting, but no, it definitely wasn't, uh, wasn't something where I had that input. They're like, what sport, what sport do you coach? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's fascinating. So yeah. You got into helping people run their podcasts and, you know, podcasts is growing in popularity, which I love. I love seeing so many people speaking and sharing, but the thing is once you start a podcast, it's kind of like, okay, now what? Like just launching a podcast isn't enough anymore. It was maybe five years ago. You were just going to get like that novelty factor. There weren't as many and you're just going to kind of naturally grow organically a lot easier, but now we've got a podcast and I talk to a lot of coaches and creators and they're like, they're, they're looking to, to grow their audience. They want to get in front of more people. So what do you, and I'll just keep this nice and open and we can kind of just explore this however we want to, but let's kind of dig into like, what is that next step? 
launched the podcast. Now we want to start to get it in front of more eyeballs. We want to see those downloads, you know, start to go in an upward direction as we are looking at our stats. Like what should somebody be thinking about? What should somebody start considering, start doing as they have launched it? They're getting shows out there. Now what? Yeah, I like to reverse engineer it um, because some people have different goals. Like some people just want to do it to have conversations. Most people I speak with don't know why they have a podcast. They just like the idea of it. And it's like a hobby. Even people that pay a lot of money for their studio setups, they hire me. And then I go like, all right, so why do you do this podcast? I don't really know. It's fun. I like talking to people. Like, that's awesome. All great reasons. Not like I'm, I'm definitely not judging or like you need a reason, but I at least identifying like, um, I think why you want to do it or what you're getting from it, just bringing awareness to that, I think helps um, you, you show up on the days that it's not quite as fun or it, you're prioritizing your schedule and you're like, ah, because there are no real like kind of maybe if you don't have a, 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 clear reason on why you're doing it, you probably will deprioritize it at some point and it'll just fade away. Mm, call, there's yeah. a term called pod fade because a lot of podcasts just fade away. Um, so when it comes to like after launching, I think if if it hasn't been done already, it's just kind of thinking about like, what's what's the end goal here? Doesn't need to be like marrying something. It doesn't need to be like, all right, I'm committed to this thing for the rest of my life. Nothing will change. Nothing can look different. Podcasts, the show can evolve over time at any time. Um, but I think it's important to make sure like, all right, what are we enjoying about this? What do we want more of? What do we want less of? What's working? What's not working? Because some people, when they launch it, there's a lot that goes into it. And then sometimes when they launch it, it's like they did it that way. So they feel like they have to keep doing it that way, whether it's, the format of the show, whether it's the style of interviews that they do with guests, um, whether whatever it is that they do initially, it's like, let's just copy paste this and keep doing it. And that's going to get boring if that's how it's done. I think it, it's boring to listen to because it's like the hosts probably are just phoning it in. Mm -hmm. So I think leaving some room for flexibility, identifying like, all right, let's, you know, kind of let's at least just talk about it. You know, there's that that saying of like, uh, I think it's around like documenting like uh, systems and processes where it's like, you know, oh, why do you do it this way? It's like the worst thing someone can say is, or the most common thing too, probably is like, that's the way we've always done things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, you so and it's it's so true, because I see this, especially in the coaching space. There's just kind of like, a set way to do things. There's arbitrary goals that people are trying to trying to reach for no other reason other than the fact that they see other people trying to reach those goals and they think that's just the goal they need to hit, like hitting $10,000 a month in income because it's some magic number. But I think it just what you said is it's so important because that flexibility, which ultimately is going to come into your actual passion and the fulfillment you get from doing it, which is going to drive your consistency in maintaining it, but allowing yourself to be fluid in how it's done, whether that's, you know, you started doing guest episodes and you start now want to start doing just solo episodes instead of always having guests, but you think, 
I need to do guests because it's going to help me get in front of an audience or whatever you were told or, you know, unconscious belief you have around it. So I love that part. I, I love challenging the idea of podcasts too, because I don't have a set way. Like people be like, well, what is a podcast? Like, I don't really, like, I, don't, I don't have one set way of a podcast, you know? Um, I have a client that we get millions of downloads for his podcast and he doesn't even record a podcast. I just repurpose parts from other um, sources, you know, workshops, webinars, events that he did years ago. Mm-hmm. I can still use those today, coaching calls, things like that. And it gets millions of downloads and people I have heard say on the coaching calls that then we repurpose in the podcast. I've said, your podcast has changed my life. I, you know, wouldn't be where I am today without it. And he doesn't have any involvement other than making sure that I am paid to produce that podcast, but you know, like there's, and, and, oh, you know, it is him. It's not like me doing that. It's like him recording it, of course, but like he, he's just in his flow serving clients mm-hmm. and it's captured on a recording and then the right pieces are used to present in a podcast and people love that. And I love that just for the simple fact of like, that's what's great about podcasts is it doesn't have to look one way or, you know, it can look in, it doesn't always have to be repurposed. It doesn't always have to be interviews. And I, I just love the flexibility it has. And I think sometimes people forget that it can be fun and it cannot have to be this like job that they show up to because it could very quickly turn into a job of mm-hmm, totally. not looking forward to it, especially if you're doing it or you don't have a team kind of built around it. And a lot of people don't have a team built around their podcast because they don't have the end goal. So they just show it up like it's a hobby. And it's like, well, I'm doing everything or it's not really making me any money. So why would I invest more into it? Mm-hmm. But these are all things that just could be identified and then work through. Um, because basically after you launched the only real two themes kind of to do are growing and monetizing, in my opinion. Um, there's of course like sub things in there, but um, growing and monetizing. And, and that doesn't look like the same way for everybody. Sometimes it's just like interviewing more interesting guests. Sometimes it's picking better topics. Sometimes it's, um, you know, incorporating things that you have, you know, some people will be like, I don't really talk about this thing. Maybe it's, maybe you need to bring that into the podcast. Mm -hmm. Do you find that there are any particular things that really, as you're in that phase of identifying why you're doing it, that there are any like key things that are like sticking points for people because like the one thing that immediately jumps into my head is like starting a podcast with the goal of monetizing your podcast in so many cases makes it so much more difficult to stay consistent so I would just like love like is there any other things like or just like expand on that like I see it so often like even myself recently I've been like producing a ton of like short form content but it was coming off the back of like surrendering into not actually caring how the content does. And I did have a couple posts that got a couple hundred thousand views, which was pretty cool, but releasing that expectation allows for you to not have to judge what you're doing. Yeah. I love this uh, topic because that's huge. Like imposter syndrome in content is huge because you know, social media 
wants us to compare numbers. <laughs> like that's why they probably put it so much in our face. Like, Hey, this got this many likes. Hey, this post is doing 1000% better than your other posts. And it's like, I don't even, I don't even know what that math, what, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just like, and then if you're posting on different platforms, it's too much data for one mind. And then you see other posts that people's posts that go viral that probably took way less. And it's just kind of maybe silly type of content. You're like, here I am sh sharing the most valuable thing I've ever learned in my life with people. <laughs> and it's got two likes. Yeah. Uh, and with podcasts, because I, I like it a whole, them a lot because it's a slower form of content. It's not like the dopamine hit of posting on TikTok, which I do a lot of, and I love social media and creating content there, but it's a slower drip of dopamine. It's like, you got to be in it for longer than, than the 24 hours or whatever the cycle is that the algorithm is giving you. Um, because the algorithms, you know, they kind of seem like, you know, some are lasting longer. Some have a short kind of shelf and with podcasts, it, if you set it up, right. If you got the titles, right. The episode description, right. They can last for a long time, like years where people will come back and podcast listeners, some there's a good chunk of podcast listeners that like to complete episodes. So they'll always like listen to the latest one. And then there's others who will just go through cycles of binging all of your content and listening to a bunch at once and then like not listening for months. And so download numbers can fluctuate, which it ultimately puts to the test of the person making it and how comfortable they are with that uncertainty that you know, people are going to listen one day or that people are keeping going to keep listening because mm -hmm. I think if the podcast numbers were transparent and I, I think a lot of people would be nervous if they were transparent because there would be like this, oh, I thought, you know, I thought your numbers were bigger. Uh, you know, I think that it it's on one hand, I think I kind of wish that the numbers were transparent of downloads. Um, on the other hand, you know, it's it's it is what it is, I guess, you know, you can wish it is another way, but yeah. uh, people can kind of also act like the download numbers are way more than they are sometimes. Yeah, so totally. I just think it's a, it's a different way of producing content. You know, it's not like YouTube and it just lasts a while, which is, which it really to me is like all about, you know, it's kind of like, I guess also any content, it's like how you live your life outside of making content. It dictates like, when you make the content, because if, if life is not going so great and, and it's not going so great for a while, and then you got to show up on camera and whether you're trying to inspire somebody or whatever, it's going to be really hard. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, same with the podcast, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. What you said about just that longer life cycle of the content, but also how people interact with the content differently. So I know for like my wife's podcast, so she's got like 152 episodes out now, which I'm like super happy with. Like, I think a hundred is a big milestone. I think 150 is a milestone in my books at least. And the really interesting thing is when we saw some of people in her community sending her screenshots of their like Spotify, like year in review, showing how many hours of her podcast that they listened to. And I'm like, how is that even possible with like 25, 30 minute episodes? And they're like, 
it's like 16 hours of like podcast listened to. And it's like, they're just, they've literally listened to like every single podcast. They've listened to them over and over and over again. There's people that have listened to shows like eight times, but her per episode downloads aren't like in the thousands, but you can see how it's like a binge worthy content to her ideal client. So somebody listens to one and then they just like keep listening. Whereas content is consumed so differently from different people. Like I know there's times where like I'll listen to like marketing school by Neil Patel and Eric Sue, and they're like five minute episodes. So I'll listen to like 12 or you get, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk where those are all just from him talking on stage. But then there, I listen to the Andrew, Andrew Huberman lab podcast. He has some podcasts that are like four and a half hours. So it's just like, they're all so different. But what I love about the platform, like you said, is the life cycle of it. Being able to, just like going back to investing, able to invest in what you're doing, I think it also changes the mindset in which you approach the creation of it. You need to have a, a different perspective on things. Like podcast isn't going to be this short-term monetary success unless you're famous. And so you need to have like, okay, I'm going to put out a couple hundred episodes. Like this is going to take some time. This is going to take some consistency. Whereas like social media, you might post something and then like the next day it's gone. It got two views and you're like, fuck. Whereas I have a podcast that I stopped recording in 2018 and I still get views on it. I, I honestly don't even know how people are finding the show. But it's like there's that life cycle is something that has really changed my perspective over the last year in terms of focal points for pillar pieces of content for creators, because some things with the same amount of effort, you can get a lot more out of it. Totally. And yeah, that's that's why I love podcasts. And I say, it reminds me of like the, I love New York shirt. I feel like I'm just, I love podcasts. Yeah. It really, you get so much out of it because, you know, kind of like I mentioned, you can make smaller pieces of content from it. People repurpose podcast episodes that they've already published too. Like uh, Ali Abdal, who's like a popular YouTuber talks about productivity uh, and all sorts of different subjects, but he millions of people in his audience. And sometimes he'll, repurpose older episodes into like mini episodes on his podcast, which I think is a great thing. And I just think the, the act of listening to a podcast is so intimate because, you know, most people aren't watching when they're listening. They might be doing some, they're usually like, like I know for myself and I've heard this from many others is usually have like a podcast you listen to um, when you're doing a particular activity, you know, it's usually not when you're like, um, sitting at the dinner table, you know, listening to a podcast with somebody, usually it's like, you're listening by yourself. Maybe sometimes mm -hmm. you're listening on a car ride with someone else, but it's usually pretty intimate. And I think the podcasts that succeed the most have a listener first focus. And they are like, I'm delivering this thing to someone being respectful of their, their ear holes and just like really making something quality for them. And I think that's how podcasts can get away with being kind of different, like five minute podcasts, hours, because it's like, they, they just focus on the quality that they want to provide in that time. And it looks different for every podcast. And I think that's 
so great that the podcasts do that because there's nothing in my opinion more boring to listen to than people that feel like they have to talk to uh for a certain length of time like okay i have an hour so i need to talk for an hour Mm -hmm. um or two hours or whatever they do or they heard joe rogan and they want to emulate joe rogan and it's just like you got to find that thing that works for you you know yeah, totally. I think that's like the the big theme that I see coming through that I really love and appreciate is just so much of like making it your own and just being authentically yourself. Like if you want to create five minute episodes or you want to talk for, you know, four hours like Andrew Huberman, then then do it and don't worry about what the result is. Because I think there is something about it that, and I said this, and it was, it's like two months ago, and and some of our Loris team were 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 with us in uh, Vancouver, and I said, they asked about being authentic in content, and I was like, most people aren't patient enough to let authenticity win, and she was like, oh my god, and I was like, but I do think it's really true. I think that with time being your true authentic self, which I think most people struggle with, I struggle with, like, it's not an easy thing. But you will attract the people that are drawn to you. But it may not be as quickly as you want. And that's the big factor. I think people are wanting success faster than it may be coming to them, or they're wanting that result faster. And I think, like you said, understanding why you're doing it is so important because it may adjust a few of those things, but just trying to make it your own, be authentic, have fun so that you can actually show up and just create consistently. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think a lot about like, how can I do something in my way that isn't going to burn me out? Because I always have like a lot of things going when you asked about like, my how I kind of got started and I'm going to like I'm creating all these different things blah, blah, blah. like I'm always wanting to like leave room like I the way I'm able to create a lot of stuff is by like having space mentally I would say um and some of that like when the content I make like uh, maybe it I'm not able to make it in the highest absolute quality that looks like something that's like Mr. Beast on YouTube or something mm-hmm. um and I'm okay with that and just I think about like I see people that have a lot of like great success and they do something so simple and I'm like well if they can do it really simple why do I think that I need to make it like really complicated so for myself like my own podcast I didn't want to talk about podcasts at first because I was like I don't that I I talk about podcasts on social media but something about a podcast about podcasts does not sound very fun I didn't sound fun it just felt like weird so i fought it for like 20 episodes and then i was like okay you know what i'm just gonna start talking about it maybe no one will notice and then it started getting traction and then people were like the feedback was incredible and then i started doing five minute episodes Uh, i do like a five minute episode on tuesday and a 15 minute episode on friday that's about all the time i have like capacity for so it's really like that fits for my life like i can't overextend myself to do more than that right now and so that's, is what it is. You know, I can't like mm-hmm. fake that. It's like, that's what I can give you. So that's what you get. But I also like experimenting cause I'm a crazy person. Like, so I have different accounts that I'll like test things on. Um, cause I'm like not going to use 
client accounts to do some like major testing uh, at, at the level I like to just see extremes. So I was like reporting the news uh, daily for like seven, eight months. Um, and uh, I only paused because um, my daughter, or my daughter, my wife and I had a daughter like a month ago. So I'm like, oh, congratulations. She, thank you. She's, she's the news. So I can't, I'm not like reporting the news, but I would post a 15 second news, thousands of followers, like really took off like immediately. Uh, it was very polarizing. It was not opinionated three news headlines of the day. And I turned that into a podcast. It's a 15 second podcast. I started getting listeners. So it was like, I was like, all right, could I turn, can I make a 15 second podcast? And I could, you know, and, and, you know, not that I just paused that experiment, but to see that take off and it's like, all right, I could even go to 15 seconds, you know? Mm-hmm. So people will like tune in if they want to tune in. And, and I think like people love having options and we know through the content we're exposed to, there's a lot of, you know, it's not so broad these days. Like you don't have to be broad. You could be so specific. Um, and like people are like, you need to do more investigative journalism. And I'd see the comments. I've never responded to a comment. I've never looked at the camera with this news account. And uh, it's just something I don't even, I forget it exists. I had a reminder in my phone, but they, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm not that guy. Like I'm not, this isn't investigative journalism. Mm-hmm. This isn't, there's no opinion. I'm just reporting the facts. Go somewhere else for that, you know? And yeah. to watch take off and the feedback uh, was kind of crazy. Cause I'm like, it's 15 seconds. I've never talked, I've never looked in the camera, you know? Um, no, there's no personality. I literally sound like a robot. People would ask me if I was a robot or if I was AI. So. Well, that's maybe where the, that's maybe where the AI podcast will come in. <laughs> Maybe I could keep that going actually, uh, because all I would need to type it in because I would like show up at the same time every day and I would just read the headlines and then sign off. And yeah, maybe I could just, uh, there's probably it, a code. it could be done. Cause I've set up, cause I've noticed like the trends working. So I've, I got like a, a Google alert for chat GPT articles. And then I just create green screen videos. So I could just copy them into like a text to voice just have it talk into the podcast that that would be a fun experiment. That is a hundred percent. Yeah. And with, um, I know there's like different apps out there that can do it, but I like using Descript for like some podcast editing and I know Descript has a voiceover function. So I'm like, it's gotta be like simple. I'm sure to just type out the words, um, especially cause it's 15 seconds. It's not like, um, yeah, but that, and it's already weird enough to me that people, didn't even have any glimpse into my personality and we're like starting to become attached to this character, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like, when I stop people, are like, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> like, um, it's just, it's, it's the psychology of that, uh, experiment. I just find it fascinating. And that's the whole thing. It was just an experiment and it's still up. Think about it. I'm like, it's very, it's interesting. Yeah. It, it's super interesting. I love that you're, you're experimenting with that because it, not only gives you like ideas and insights into like new business ideas and new ventures, but it also just proves the concept that everything can work. Like literally on the the spectrum of 15 seconds to we've seen, you know, Huberman Lab with four and a half hours, which is like, that's longer than the Lord of the Rings. Like it <laughs> takes me a week to try and listen to an episode at like 1.75. And then we've seen people where, you know, they're, 
doing solo episodes where it's, you know, two people together. There's people where it's all guest interviews. You know, you got Gary Vaynerchuk where it's just people. It's just, he's not recording any of those. It's just uh, pulling from workshops and pulling Mm -hmm. from talks and, you know, all of those things where it's just, you can see the spectrum of everything can work find what you want to do and you feel called to do. Yeah. And I talk with a lot of people that I think the idea of anything can work is at its core, extremely terrifying because it's like, what do you mean? I could just show up as myself and that's good enough because because yeah, people th- don't know who that is. <laughs> it's true. And I think, you know, you, like, oh yeah, I'm just going to hit record on the camera and just start talking. And like, people will be into that. Like, because we see other content and like, but it, when they do it, it looks this certain way or whatever. So, you know, it, it is kind of terrifying to just think like I could do anything, you know, and that's enough. Um, and mm-hmm. that's why I like, I think the whole personal journey of just making a podcast uh, is just fascinating to me because it's so much more than just a conversation. And if you can do everything, but then at the same time market that to me, that's where it's like, what? Because what do you mean? You could just be yourself and, and kind of like do whatever it is that you want, but it's got to be done in a way that attracts an audience. That to me yeah. is like the million dollar question that I love solving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Monetization will be, will be another episode, um, <laughs> but I absolutely love the conversation we've had so far. What I would love to do is you did earlier on in the podcast, you, you mentioned titles and show notes and you said like, once it's launched, like the big things are just you know, pretty much your titles and your show notes. So I'd love if you could just take a few minutes to just talk to the importance of the title of your podcast and how that can be actually reflected in the potential growth of your podcast. Yeah, yeah. So for for solo podcasters, like my personal workflow is typically I start with the title. So before I even record an episode, I usually just start there because I know if it's a good title, like I could talk about a title, uh, like a topic, the main topic. So for me, that's how I like everything starts with the title for interview style podcasts, which are more common than solo podcasts for interview style podcasts. Usually the process I find works best is recording first and then finding the title, like finding the common theme Mm -hmm. afterwards is way easier. And the title, a couple things like it should great curiosity. Uh, if you're, you know, listening, you're familiar with like the more marketing advertising kind of angle, uh, it should be similar to like a headline, um, similar to a YouTube video, but usually a little bit more words. It's not just like, you know, like so clickbaity, I guess. Um, so you want it to be like SEO friendly, use keywords that people are searching for around that. Um, and then if you have a guest in the uh, podcast episode, you want to put their name in there. So when people are looking for that person, that your episode pops up. Um, one thing that some podcasts do that I see just get wrong is they'll put like episode 68 with Dylan Schmidt, you know, just an example, um, just because like no one's going to find that through keywords research. Like there's so many episode 68s out there. Mm-hmm. So just using that title that hooks somebody so that say, for example, someone was like, um, looking up, uh, mic, the best microphone to use or something like that. So they, people search on Spotify, YouTube, Apple podcasts, like 
um, best microphone for podcasting. And then if I had an episode about that was titled best microphone for podcasting, if it was literally matched the same keywords, of course it's going to show up. But like, if I had a curiosity kind of angle to it too, is um, then, you know, they're going to be more likely to tap that and listen to that. And then once you kind of get people in the door, uh, they're like, Oh, I already feel a connection with this. Cause like we said, podcasts are more intimate than other forms of consuming content. Mm -hmm. So the title is number one, like as important as your episode show art, like people will forgive the show art because, uh, and the show art being like the little image that people see when they come across your podcast, because it's so little on mobile devices, people spend a lot of time like thinking about that. Um, cause it's like the only visual thing you usually get. So titles are everything. And then when it comes to the episode description, the first couple sentences, this is straight from Spotify, but the first couple sentences are the most important because that's another place people will look. They'll see, Oh, the episode title. And then they're like, I don't know if I'm ready to like give 20 minutes, an hour of my life to this. So they might glance at the episode description and they're not going to likely read the whole episode description, but they'll read like the first couple sentences. So treating the first couple sentences, two to three, similar to uh, basically like an extension of the episode title. Um, that's the most important parts to focus on. And then when it comes to the rest of the text in the episode description, including key takeaways, which is a great place to do more SEO friendly style stuff where, you know, the, the common things that people would be searching for around that episode. So for example, this, um, generally speaking freestyling here, but like this episode, for example, you know, key takeaways, like if you've ever, you know, like imposter syndrome, uh, starting a podcast, growing a podcast, um, things like that, like just including that in there is great. Um, and then this is just, since we're on the topic of like SEO, you can easily add a transcript to podcasts and using something like otter.ai to have like a, a auto generated transcript, you can upload it with your episode. That helps as well because um, certain podcast uh, distribution services like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, they, they'll look at that stuff. Google will look at that stuff when you upload it too. So it's just going to, like podcasts are an SEO machine. Mm -hmm. And um, so using all that stuff to your benefit, not skimping out and just being like, I'll just put like two sentences on the episode description, like really just take a minute. It's actually never been easier um, with, of course, AI tools to like create more of that. But those, that would be my best suggestions around titles and episode descriptions. Yeah, no, I love that. It, it takes me back to, I used to do like a little bit of SEO back in the day. So I love that so much of this is coming back to that. And it's interesting because you could very easily think of your title and the first two or three sentences, like your headline and subheadline, but typically headlines aren't always exactly what people are searching for and keyword friendly. So headlines from a marketing perspective might only be curiosity based. So it might be like, you know, I'm just trying to think like classic copywriting and it could be like, I'm just trying to think of the old one. It was like, they all laughed until I sat down and they heard me play. I can't remember the exact, the mm -hmm. exact like direct response marketing, but you have 
unless you're looking at an image or there's something supporting it, you don't know what it is. So it's like that intersect of it being what they're searching for or in line with that so that it shows up. And then like, if we're going into marketing, it's like, then it's the click-through rate. It's gotta be something that they're actually looking for. So it shows up when they're searching. And then we need that first two or three sentences and the title of the podcast to actually get them to click on it which is like, we don't have the ability of like the, the thumbnail with that we have on YouTube or an image with a Facebook ad. Like it really just comes into getting their attention with the title of the podcast. So it is so important. Yeah. And, and I think like, and like how I approach it is there's times where it's like, let's lean into like a more SEO kind of headline uh, or title. And then there's other times where it's like, this just needs to be like a human kind of <laughs> touch where if you only make it, and this is kind of naive generalization, but if you only make it like SEO, then it's like, it has no human kind of thing. You're like, this sounds like a robot. This sounds like ChatGPT wrote it. But then if you add your human element into it of like some interesting kind of perspective in there, or just something that's like, you know, you can't fake it. It's you, it's more branding. Um, that mm -hmm. I think is important to make sure to include in there too. Cause it's like the extremes, right? Like if you lean too heavy in one direction, um it yeah. can hurt yeah exactly you don't want you also don't want people to to be listening that aren't actually interested in you they're only following you because you created content only because you thought people were going to listen to it but it isn't actually in line with what you want to talk about what you believe in what you actually are selling you know if i was selling carpets creating content around chat gpt probably isn't going to be beneficial because it's going to be useless i'm not going to be able to monetize it so unless i just love doing it but it's you know like it, if it's in line with you know my belief is that most people that are using chat gpt are doing some sort of marketing so there is a bridge there to what i actually do as a business but yeah i love that it's like finding that happy medium and not trying to play in in either of the extremes yeah and I come, I meet with clients that have that issue of like, oh, you do real estate, but on their podcast, they're talking about food and things like that. I'm like, okay, there's a misalignment here because I'm like, you, you want to attract more realtors, um, but on the, like, it's going to be a long road, you know, to, to get them interested in there because you're going to have people that are like, hmm, I'm listening. how many like non-real estate people are going to listen to a real estate podcast? about but then they talk about food probably pretty unlikely um and so yeah it does it, that's such a great distinction and point i think to make is like um not trying to trick anybody not trying to like well if i make it like this because the title takes is pretty quick to write you know well i want more of this it's not like a um wish list button of like i'm just going to input this in the title and then that's going to come back to me mm -hmm. you know um, yeah Awesome, Dylan. Well, this was this was a ton of fun. Um, I really enjoyed kind of hearing a little bit about your background, kind of digging into. Um, I wasn't expecting it to go down like the the imposter syndrome route, but I love that because I think it's so important. And I was I've been having conversations with a few people around this, like just getting started, the fear of being able to be consistent, seeing too many other people out there, and just understanding that, setting those goals, understanding why you're doing it having a longer term outlook on getting started and just being consistent and not too short-sighted and not overanalyzing those numbers in those early stages and just really making it your own. I love that message because 
I'm a firm believer that there's so many people out there with a unique gift that can help people. And the more we can get those people to put their message out there, the better an impact we're going to have on the world. Thank you. Yeah. And I just have to highlight one thing real quick that you do that's spectacular that I think is rare. Anybody listening, compliment landed on his own show, is how present you are. And you're not thinking, it's like when I'm talking to you, it's not like you're like, oh, I'm rushing to the next thing. Or you have some agenda that's like, I need to hit this point, this point, this point. There's just such a naturalness to it and a presence that is like, uh, it's better than it's like, that's the stuff that I can talk about uh, through content, podcasting content. But you are such a great uh, example of that, of just that bringing that presence to the recording, which I know people listening appreciate because um, it's just, it shows them that level of respect, which like you do so great. So I just had to say that. And thank, thank you, you for having me. I really me. appreciate that. So please, um, you mentioned at the start, um, a few of the things you do, a few of the businesses, please let people know where they can, where they can find you if they want a little bit of help with their podcast. I know that you do that as well. So please give yourself a few shameless plugs. Yeah. Um, on any of the social media platforms, I'm just at digital podcaster and that's the easiest way. And then digitalpodcaster.com. Um, I, you know, I have a podcast Academy, but, um, yeah, I just like making like real fun, valuable stuff that like helps people make their life easier. I have content clips as well, but, um, we chop up that's coincidentally, it's the thing that I start secondary that takes off and becomes like 10 times bigger than the main thing. Uh, but content clips, we basically just take a podcast and video content and turn it into short form content been doing that for years. And so I launched that and it's been, um, doing really well. Um, but digital podcaster, please say hi. Uh, I love chatting. I love um, talking all things and it's a two-way conversation, even though this podcast sometimes seems like it's like, <laughs> like just us talking. I'd love to just keep the conversation going. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for hanging out with us on the make me a marketer podcast. We hope you found this episode helpful or at least entertaining. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing to the show and leaving a review. Your support helps keep the episodes coming and ensures that we're able to continue providing valuable content for coaches and course creators just like you. And please don't be shy about sharing the episode with your friends. The more, the merrier. Again, thank you for joining us and we'll catch you on the next episode. Until then, happy marketing. <laughs>